Yeah, yeah, you sound good, man. You you sound perfect. And and perfect. as always, you used to see the little red dot. You know what that means? Or a little triangle, whatever it is, right? That means we are live. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another Pendergast podcast on this, well, uh, rainy day here in, in Virginia, right? Uh, but listen, it's an honor to have Chris on. You guys, uh, we had him on earlier with Cooper, but this time it's all about Miranda, man. What is up, man? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, much appreciated, man. I had a good time last time with Coop. So as soon as you offer having a podcast just about me, I said, shoot, why not? <laughs> why not? Right? Yes. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I, I love it, it's such an honor to be able to sit down and, and get to talk to all all my all, all that I've I'm fans of everybody around the world, right? And sit down and, and talk to them and, and get to interview them and, and talk motorcycles, man. Man, who don't? I mean, who who don't would want to do that, right? Yeah, right. Who don't? Listen to me. Who would not want to do that? Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> right, but yeah. So listen, uh, as everyone knows, we did have you and Coop on together, so now it, it, it's just you and and we got into not really nothing about you because I wanted to save that just for this podcast, right? So I, obviously, I did some background work and, and check on you, and um, I know you're a super fast guy, right? But why don't you tell us your story, Chris? Like, how did you uh, get involved in motorcycles to begin with? So, all right. So from the beginning, from uh, the beginning, from the beginning. My dad got, well, my dad's always been uh, into riding. A friend got him into it. He uh, was a street rider. And then when uh, his, well, getting involved with all the groups and everything, going to like Hooters and the hangouts and everything, they've heard a couple of things about, you know, the races. So they eventually went out to the races. As he was watching, he seen the last guy pass by and said, I bet I could beat him. And sure enough, he got out there and, and got lapped by that same guy. <laughs> but ever since then, ever since that, that started the whole racing trend. And then when I was four, he got me a little pocket rocket, one of the little electric ones. Man, I couldn't, you couldn't get me off that thing. Um, I got, I should send a, a picture over to you to that one. Cause I literally have the picture right in my phone and everything, but uh, yeah, you're gonna so have to. he got me on that thing. He also got me, uh, you know, like a, a CRF 50 and then there started, you know, just doing, you know, circle drills. Well, you know, the, the circle drill as best as, you know, back then, back then right. it was, it wasn't all this, you know, uh, dragging elbow on a circle drill or anything like that. It started off just, you know, let's get a figure eight. Let's figure that yeah. out. Then, then, you know, let's just, let's get the, the balance going. And then, then sure enough, got onto the track, um, over in a Miami GP, which is over in like, I believe is Opalaca, Opalaca, Florida. Mm -hmm. So started over there, you know, right by a flea market, little go-kart track, uh, through me, uh, in the deep end, pretty much like five years old, I started, uh, riding on, on the big track. And, and then, uh, at six, I started, uh, racing. And then from there, I mean, dude, it's just it's just been a, a roller coaster ride ever since, dude. <laughs> but uh, then then from there, uh, all the way, I got my first championship at ten years old with a, a an old series called Flamra, uh, <laughs> on that same CRF fifty, but nice. hopped up to you know eighty eight kit, big board kit, right. all of that stuff, all, all the all the nicks and crannies on it, and uh, the big bars. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. dude. And then, um, and then from there, I took a little bit of a hiatus from racing the actual, like the road, the the street, 
And then from around 12 all the way up until about 15, 14, 15 years old, I was doing strictly dirt on a CRF 250, uh, a CRF 250R. And uh, I did one uh, amateur race uh, on the dirt. Oh, dude, that gate drop is insane. I oh, bet. I, yeah, I don't know if you're keeping up with Supercross this year. Oh, man, I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm rooting for Jet Lawrence. He's, he's the rookie, and he's showing a lot of speed. Love, oh. love rides and everything. But, uh, but yeah, so did one, and that was just one race, and that was insane. Then I kind of realized, okay, this isn't quite for me. <laughs> I enjoy training in the dirt. And then, uh, then 2015, I started racing with CCS. CCS uh, as an amateur my first year on a CR, a CBR uh, 600RR. First, uh, I started um, the very last season that with uh, Jane, uh, I think it was a, a Restrepo was on a CBR 600 as well. I always looked up to him. Uh, Mark Rhodes and like, I started right in like the December uh, right last race of the season so all points where everybody was swinging for the fences at that race and dude that was like a wake-up call bro <laughs> so so went from from that I mean I got like a fifth or something and and then it, after that uh, the that season that that for the next season um, uh, Rhodes and and Restrepo uh, ended up not continuing I, I forgot for whatever reasons but uh uh, that the next following season, I ended up getting a second or a third, or actually a few seconds, a few thirds in like GTO, GTU, yeah. uh, with you know, as an amateur on that on that same CBR. And I tell you, bone stock, no quick shifter, just be you know, yeah. <laughs> having to drop the throttle every time. Uh, then, uh, expert season, I think I believe I got another second, and no slipper clutch, third. too, right. No, no, blipping. Bum, no, so bum, just, it's, bum. It's yep. just, uh, yeah, yep. it's, it's quick. And, Old um, school, proper racing. Yeah, yeah. Well, back then, so it's, my dad ha back in the day had a, a ZX7R. Nice, uh, ninety-seven, I believe. It, it, that was that was his that was the, his baby. The, the baby. That was the baby. And it's and it's funny to say because that that same bike. Um, so when we were racing back in the day with with CCS. Uh, we we've made friends and everything with a, with a lot of friends and and uh, JC uh, and Carlos Lorenzo back in the day they were racing we were, he was about uh, so JC his father uh, Carlos I was racing with and he had an a, AR6 and a BR6 so and he never got the same feeling on both R6s he could never figure out what was the what was holding them back right. and uh and one time uh, i guess times got a little rough on their end and you know they were looking to sell uh one of the r6s and sure enough my dad made him an offer with that same zx7 said he, he's like dude would you be willing to trade and me have you know money on top and sure enough got that got that r6 and then dude it was it was uphill i mean it was it was crazy after that after that literally um i think one of my first races um my first races i jumped on that r6 i had no tire sponsorship at the times or anything like that i mean i was starting to somewhat make a name for myself in cl club racing on that cbr 
600 because nobody really races a CBR, let alone is fast on it. Right. And then, uh, and yeah, so getting a few, a couple podiums, my name was floating around. And as soon as the, the word got out, I got an R6, uh, Pirelli actually reached out to me and they, they, uh, offered, you know, a pretty, you know, some, some help, which right. was, uh, which was awesome to get. Cause I had to that point, never Nothing. had any, any support, anything other than like contingencies and stuff, you know, to get a podium, get a front tire or something like that, you know? Yeah, I do. So what? What's the difference in tire bills back then versus now? Oh man, Oof. you remember? Uh, starting starting out, I think my from my like amateur. So I, I was born in two thousand, so I age with the years. <laughs> so so back in twenty fifteen, I I want to say that Dunlop's uh, Dunlop. I was I was a Dunlop rider, and uh, and their prices were like three ninety three ninety five or something like that back then. And eventually they 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 then jumped up to like four ten, then four four twenty or whatever. I don't know. I don't even know where it's at right now at this point. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I think the first time uh, Pirelli reached out to me, it was uh, just in time for the ROC Race of Champions for Daytona uh, by Toberfest. Yeah. That was my first time ever going to Daytona. Oh, first man. time ever using. So out there. I actually got my first time riding Pirelli, and um, and yeah, it was it was a crazy experience. It was the first time really trying to to understand, you know, how a bike really changes with the tires under you, and uh, and dude, I, I I messed with them pretty well, and I I ended up winning a couple races against the likes of, uh, 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 dang, I can't <laughs> can't remember their names, Melka. Uh, if you if you yep. guys were in, you know, CCS, uh, yep. Mel, Mel, Greg Melka, Greg Melka, uh, yep. Jones, uh, man, they, th- those were great races, and especially at Daytona, you know that that draft down the last that last that straight. banking dude, yes, yeah, dude, bro. So and like yeah, I'm playing I mean, it on I Rod Five. At Daytona, you know well, that. good, yeah. Well, well, let's get into that, but but check it out. So like I just got done playing Daytona on Rod Five last night, and it's like. I've never been there, right? It's something that's it's on my bucket list. I want to go. I'm really trying to make it this year. But on the video game, yeah, you're, uh, dude. It's just it's insane, right? So what's it like in real life to actually, dude, bro? Just pin the gas wide open, you know. And you got that gravity, and you're like this, right? You're riding the Matrix, right? Ride, riding the Daytona <laughs> Wave. Yeah, exactly. So um, the first time at Daytona, oh, that was another thing. Like I, I, that was my first time at Daytona. Daytona is such an uh, like an experience in itself. Yeah. When you get in, it's oh, it's crazy. So getting into the pits, you go down a tunnel, and you start going rolling down. And literally, when you get up, you're getting up, and like it's just a tunnel, and then you come right up to, to like oh, dude. And as soon as you get into the paddock area, you look to the side and you just see a wall of cement. Just the just the freaking And you're like, and holy that is shit. The banking, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then like watching everybody ride, it's like, dude, you're literally looking at the top of their helmet. Like there's it's you're they're like full on and I remember being so intimidated by it. And my first, my first go around, I dude, the nerves, the butterflies were insane. Getting to the first time, first time out, I remember going, <laughs> I remember full throttle. I was like, I just got to make sure that I'm, I stay pinned on it, right? 
dude, I thought that I was so high on that banking. And I don't know if we, I still have that picture, but dude, I was so far. Was, I was so low. I was pretty much touching the, the, the white stripe. The yeah, bottom, yeah, that yeah. White strip. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, dude. And then, uh, that was the, the first time. And second, third, you start to like get used to it because it, it is pretty much just a straightaway. And, but just with G-Force, like you're stuck to the bike. It's insane. Uh, if anybody is, it, I recommend Daytona as a bucket list, like track for Absolutely. anybody, for anybody. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I bet it is. And so did anybody give you any pointers? Like, look, dude, don't, don't let off the throttle on that banking. Cause you will be like, shoot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So they, they, they just, everybody that, uh, that I spoke to about it basically said, just don't, just don't let off. You commit whatever, wherever you're at on the throttle, whatever speed you're at, just, just do not chop it. Because if you chop it, you're going to go from, you know, wherever you're at on the banking <laughs> to downhill really quick. <laughs> so, so just, just commit. And I, I, I feel like I, uh, after the first time it was like, uh, the first go around, everybody in the pits, you know, you know how, how racers are. Yeah. Oh, come on, you're being a punk. You're being a punk. Come on. <laughs> so sure enough, uh, I started, I got out with a couple of other friends. Uh, and uh, and sure enough, just following in their toe, they took me a little higher up, a little higher up. And, you know, after a few, few go arounds, you're like, okay, I get used to it. And you're like, okay, now I need to get closer to the wall because like the wall, actually helps with like you know um aerodynamics and all of yeah. that and you you get you get higher top speeds oh man they, but uh, also man, when you're banked sense. over you actually lose speed right on the banking when you're actually fully you know you're banked over even though you're wide open and it's just the gravity and, and the i guess the the banking of it you actually lose speed till you start getting you know back so up to straight the far, back you up. Know, yeah then you start picking back up speed dude it's crazy and then obviously coming out past the line and going in that turn one it's it's uh yeah bro that's You're coming in hot <laughs> hot maybe hot for real yeah i know dude. yeah dude i know that's a lot of fun man that's awesome man so first time at daytona first time well not first time on the r6 but on pirelli's and just learning everything at one time yeah that's yeah good oh, man. first good. time first time there as well so i got i got out and they um like Towards midday on the practice day, we had, and the first time, like, I guess I got scouted, which was pretty, pretty cool. I had yeah. a SBS rep. I, I'll never forget. He, he came to our pit. Was, his name was Chris as well. And, and he came, he came and he was like, dude, your, your, your times are promising. And, you know, uh, you, this is your first time here. Like, that's, in, that's crazy. That's insane. So, and sure enough, he was like, well, if I gave you a set of, uh, if I gave you a set of SBS brake pads you think you'd give them a shot you'd be willing to, to try them out i said sure yeah absolutely sure. and that and there there was another thing to get used to as well because oh, those brake pads uh, the i think it's the ds the the dual centered one like ones that they have two two compounds one is a softer initial bite and then is there's another firm like really yeah like and dude those things man I'm which one did you prefer ride, which one did you prefer? I preferred the one, and the Which reason an initial softer. It yeah. was the it was the harder bite okay. initially. Okay. The reason the reason why I like the ones is I felt like, uh, in my personal opinion, they were a, a a more consistent hit. So sometimes coming into you know a corner, you know you're gonna expect that bite to be hard. 
And as a rider, you just make that quite like that slight adjustment to your, you know, your finger pressures and everything, whether you change to one finger or you, you keep with the two, but just, you know, lighten it up a little bit. And I was able to make the change. And, and uh, shortly after I jumped on those things, that's when I started reaching, you know, Melka lap times and, and super bike lap times on a super stock bike, which, which was, uh, which was pretty cool. Or well, back then it was a, a super sport, a super, super sport yeah. legal bike. So insane, man. I got, I got stories for days, man. Oh man. Uh, one that just came to my head. Uh, so the race of champions, they have the team challenge there and lining up for, uh, the Daytona 200, a lot of riders will do the team challenge, but as a solo rider. So right. the team challenge is about 54, 52 laps, something like that. And the Daytona 200 is 57. So going, going out, I think, uh, I can't remember which year it was, but we were doing it and I ended up in the lead just, and I was just clocking in laps, clocking in laps consistently. And I was just riding, dude, riding, riding my life away. And I felt really good. I was, I was really good shape. I was putting like three hours on the bike. I was, I was, I was in, 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 in tune, in yeah. tune when, when we came out, when I went out there and I, I ended up running out of gas literally on the, on my last lap that I was supposed to come in to the, uh, to the pit to do the tire change, fuel up and everything. I ran out of gas. And so at Daytona, the final baking, which is where I had the crash. Yeah, we're getting into that later in a little bit. But so right there on the banking itself, I ran out of gas. So then I had to like, I tried my best to throw the bike in neutral and just coast and stay in the tuck, you know, and keep, I, I didn't get far, man. And I had to run the bike all the way back to, well, there was a, there's a line on the pit wall. Mm-hmm. I had to run it from basic. It was about half a mile, I want to say, because it was a far run. And I was running the bike. Like, I had to run the bike in hot leather, suit, fully suited, helmet on. I was running the bike. And um, and when I came in, so I got there, and uh, one of the Pirelli reps seen that I was running the bike, and he jumped over the wall and tried to help me. But as soon as they he's as as the uh, like the officials saw that they were saying, no, you got you can't help him. You can't help him. He has to cross his line before he can hand off the bike. So literally it was like, oh, gosh, like I was so tired at that point. Once I got there and imagine I'm putting three hours in. I was dude, just bare minimum off of heat exhaustion. At this I point. bet, dude, I got there. My teammate, Alex, yeah, the shout out to Alex. He was there waiting for me. And as soon as I got there, dude, I did not even think twice. I threw the bike. Like, I didn't even care at that point. I threw the bike. And I'm walking back. I'm taking off all the soup. People were bringing me water. I'm pouring the water all over me. I was I was exhausted. The bike gets there. They're doing the tire change. And I'm still walking there. Shortly, shortly after, I get some water in me. Everybody thought that I was done. That I wasn't even going to try. But I, I don't know what... <laughs> mindset I was in I didn't even think twice I asked where am I at in the pits as I'm at what what place am I in as I'm putting on all my stuff they're throwing water on me some more I'm like what what position I'm at I forgot where I fell back to I think I was like eighth 
overall or like 10th overall, eighth in my class. And I ended up uh, fighting, fighting all the way back to, um, I think third overall, second in my class. Dude. So, dude, that that's a that's one I will never forget. I oh, bet, man. dude. Yeah. So, and dude, I couldn't imagine, right? Just running that way, already already exhausted, kind of anyway. <clears throat> after Literally. running all those laps, yeah, right. And then, yeah, it was just the mindset you was in. You know, something you just seen that red mist, and that was it. It was it was oh, everything oh, you could do, bro. Right. Never, oh, bro. never in my mind did I like in that moment. I don't know. I was just so zoned in that I didn't even think that i could quit like i don't know it just never crossed my mind i I can quit right now if i really wanted to we we got pretty far right and it was like no you got to keep going and and i think there was a there was pictures uh that a good friend of ours um may he rest in peace john sackett he used to take the pictures for us and and help us with sponsorships and everything um he he got some beautiful pictures at the finish at like the finish and like you know uh daytona has um the winter circle yeah when i got into winter circle i'm taking off the suit taking off the helmet taking off everything and i'm I'm like i'm i'm literally in like just uh man how do do i even say it as i like i was so emotional because i literally poured in my whole heart into that race every lap like if you've you, you hit the gym and you know you're you're trying to PR, you're trying to put a personal personal mm-hmm. record, and you're you're pushing so hard that you end up like grunting and you're like almost screaming. Well, in my helmet, I was screaming just about every lap after that situation happened. I was like in my head focused and just saying, "Come on, you gotta finish, you gotta finish, you gotta finish." And then for me to finish, not only finish but to finish on the podium in overall as well oh my gosh Bro. dude i was i was teary-eyed everybody was was uh, everybody and when i was rolling in i was already teary-eyed yeah i poured I, I poured my heart into that race and i didn't even care where i ended up but as i was rolling in they told me go to go to winter circle you got to, you got third overall i was like uh, they had like even more i was like oh no <laughs> Oh man, I think I, I can't remember if um was 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 Rick there? I think Rick was there, or I think Rick was at another race. So this is a, a the actual Daytona 200. I I went and the bike was having issues for whatever reason. Uh, it I couldn't get a qualifying a practice. I I got nothing. Like I only yeah. got probably one clean lap out of the whole entire like uh the whole entire you know uh friday saturday uh practice and and qualifying and finally they figured it out the the morning of race day so we get a morning practice then we get you know a pretty nice break and then we go into it i didn't even put in a qualifying lap technically but the only practice lap that i was able to put in was just fast enough for last place and in qualify for the actual race. So I went to the, I had to go to the officials and, you know, plead to them. Like we put so much into it. Can you guys please just let us start from dead last. I started from dead last. And I think on that one, I finished uh, 12th. 
Nice. So, yeah. So that nice. was another hard, hard fought, hard battle. I mean, dude, that uh, stories, stories go on and on <laughs> at Daytona, man. It, but, Daytona's uh, unlike any other race out there, too, right? Any other short circuit race, it's uh, yeah. obviously it's a lot longer in laps, but there's the atmosphere. It's just different, right? The whole event. It's just that's what makes it special stand out you know you feel the energy yes yes yep. whether it's um whether it's the race of champions or uh the day the daytona 200 weekends both of those weekends land on either biketoberfest or uh bike week so literally like the fans out there are amazing shout out to all the fans that came out and you know asked for autographs made me feel like on top of the world i mean uh, again we've talked about this yeah. on, on coop's podcast but you know i never see, seen myself as you know some sort of celebrity or anything to even ask for yeah. for anybody to ask for an autograph of yeah. me and taking pictures with everybody signing autographs dude uh, daytona is an experience man <laughs> and that's such a crazy feeling cuz i feel the same way as you i don't i don't see myself as like whatever i not even a celebrity i don't see myself as somebody wanting to come up and and you know ask for a picture or whatever and, and when it happens it's just it's it's hard to put into words it really yeah. is it's like me what really are you kidding me right now <laughs> uh, okay yeah if you want one yeah um, i'm just I, i'll just i'm sure you feel the same way i'm just grateful like wow you it's an like honor. i'm sure for you you watch the podcast. That's awesome. I'm so grateful that you watch and anybody who's yeah. watches like my, my YouTube videos or, or, you know, or just watches my racing, follows my racings, all like my records or anything like that, that I've, I've accomplished in, in my career. Like, I'm just grateful. I'm like, wow, you're, you're so, you're so in tune that you know who I am. And I'm, I'm just grateful for that. You yeah. know? Well, I, again, it's my honor to sit here and, and have you on. And, and, and since then, we've actually become friends, which is even more of an honor, right? Um, but yeah, dude, back to racing, Chris, bro, man, Daytona. Uh, it, uh, I, is it good to say that's that's actually your favorite racetrack in the world? Is Daytona or? I, man, it's it's hard to say, man. I I love I do love Daytona though. I think the the stories the mindset and everything that i had every time i went to daytona i think that's what i love so much about it and also just the feeling when you uh, as a privateer we were staying inside the actual daytona the circuit yeah. as you know we wouldn't try to spend as much money as going to a hotel or whatever yeah. for our stays and staying in there again just an experience and it's always like every time you come out all the lights are on it's like it's showtime yeah. and it's like you're looking around and you're just in awe you're just in amazement you're like wow this is this, this is this is, this is heaven right here <laughs> yeah this is awesome are you kidding me so did you ever sneak out on track at night on like oh, a little pit bike of course, of yeah, course, all the dude. time. <laughs> I'm sure there's some good stories that go, goes along with that too. Oh yeah, for sure. There, I, I remember. There's a story um, with my mechanic Jose. So I back in the day, his he was a Westside Westside Performance racing out of Hialeah, and he him a good friend of mine. 
uh, as well came out to, to uh, we were just hanging out. Everybody's, you know, it's Daytona. If you're not racing, you're drinking, you're hanging out, you're having a good time. Yeah, Everybody has time, music yeah. playing, barbecues, everything's going on. And, uh, and we, we, we take the scooters out and we just go to the, to the bathroom. But then obviously we're in Daytona. It's such a, a show stopping area <laughs> that you're like, let's take, let's, let's go take a little look over here. And Daytona is so huge. Like it is so big compared to any of the other tracks. Like it's crazy. And we go and we're riding around and this, this, <laughs> one of the security guards ends up, you know, screaming at us and telling us, Hey, you guys, you guys can't be riding around in here. Everything's supposed to be off, blah, blah, blah. And, and we, we ended up like splitting up. And it was crazy because we didn't even say anything. He just started screaming at us. We looked at each other and we just split up. <laughs> he didn't know who to go after. So we ended up meeting back at, uh, at, at our, our pits where everybody's, you know, barbecue and everything. We're getting ready to, to eat. And they tell me that um, he was screaming. He's screaming, screaming, screaming. And something that, uh, that they, he was screaming something out about, uh, oh, this is a DOT sidewalk. You can't be riding the scooters on these sidewalks. And, <laughs> and uh, actually, one of our members in our team works for, uh, for the county with, you know, all of the, you know, uh, DLT specs and all of that. When he heard DLT spec sidewalk, he's like, that's not a thing. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, a little funny story on that one. There's there's always stories to be made over in Daytona. Oh man, what is this? What what we got going on here? Yeah, this is right <laughs> here. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> This is something I love about StreamYard, man. Is I can actually pull up videos of of guests like on on your YouTube channel because I'm actually on your YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh man, that's 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 a uh, I call old reliable. That's the CBR 600. And anytime that uh, that the R6 would be getting ten temperamental, can't make a race, old reliable is always there to. To, to do what she had to do <laughs> all faithful uh, yeah, all faithful all faithful always always was was there for me <laughs> i love that, that. And, and, to, and to answer probably a question everybody would ask is what's your favorite bike to ride that honda is my favorite bike to ride <laughs> of all time of all time i've ridden uh beamer s s 1000s i've ridden uh, uh zx 10s i've ridden uh the Yamaha R6, which I mean, the, the Yamaha R6 is is one great bike and uh, and very competitive. But yeah, it, it, you had to really figure it out in order for it to work for you and for you to get fast. I yeah. think anybody jump on the Honda and the Honda will pull the best out of anybody. <laughs> They're such great bikes, you know. They really are. They're, they're forgiving. The chassis. I mean, it's, it's just a great all around bike. You're right because it, it inspires confidence. It's a confidence-inspiring bike. It really is. You're like, oh man, I can go faster. You know, the, the front, everything. It's it's good. So yeah, man. Uh, how many championships have you won, Chris? Ooh, uh, <laughs> one. I'll, I'll say my la my my last season, just before my retirement, I won the for Pan Am Superbike. I won the overall championship, uh, Super Sport. Uh, or super stock, sorry, super stock for for Pan Am, super stock sprint and uh, Grande championships, super bike six hundred, 
uh, Sprint and uh, and the Grandes as well. And I I snatched like two or three, um, like a second and a third in um, in the heavyweight classes, like Superbike One Thousand Grande, and which the Grande. So for for Pan Am's, the Grande is the well, Spanish term grande is the longer race <laughs> and then the sprint is the shorter quicker race so the the grandes would be 12 laps the sprints would be like six six laps I believe it was all right so your your volume your volume dropped a little bit oh sorry dude because my <laughs> mic hang on because oh, my mic good. is so uh sensitive man that um here Did we you? go oh buddy all right what Here's here's the here's the famous one. That isn't me. That isn't me, by the way. Just so everybody knows, that's not me throwing the dirt. There I am. <laughs> so explain this to us. What happened? So remember, I mentioned that Daytona is huge. Yeah. So the the weather was really on borderline rain and dry. So for our our uh, session, we went out and we knew we had to try and get a time early because the rain was coming and it was lingering. Right. Sure enough, on one of the hot laps, I'm coming through and on one side of the track, on the side that I crashed on, it yeah. rained or sprinkled or whatever. On the other, I'm on the other side, full throttle. I'm going full send no no drips of water or anything on my windshield on my shield or or anything i go through the the bus stop regularly me and me and uh cody wyman uh spoke the session before and we we talked about working together so so because daytona is a lot of drafting of course so we agreed to work together so we were working together trying to get to you know good good qualifying positions and uh i come through and there's a, a black seam. I know everybody says that it's it's a questions if it was the white seam that caught me or the white paint. It wasn't the white paint. It was a black seam that just goes along the whole entire uh, the whole entire banking. And there was water left there. So as soon as my bike got into the the that black seam, it cut sideways. Sure enough, as soon as I got off it, it hooked and. Yeah, no, we know the rest of that story. Yeah, man. Yeah, and 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 how fast was you? Like fourth, fifth gear at this time, or I was, I was, uh, I think I just was about to click sixth. So I was top so you of was balling. Yeah, I was yeah. around one one hundred and sixty five mile an hour. The yeah. top speed we get towards the end of that straight is around one seventy three, if I remember correctly, one seventy five. Where you know, if you got a nice draft. Um, but yeah, we were somewhere in like 160, 165. Fastest crash I've ever been involved. Bro, dude. <laughs> that's dude, that's crazy. And thank God, dude, you're okay, right? Yeah, so man. did you what, what kind of did you you didn't have any like major injuries or anything, did you? Yeah, I only fractured uh, a one bone in my hand. Uh and that was it. That was Bro. it. I mean, obviously my tailbone was pretty badly bruised. <laughs> it hurt to to sit and sleep and and to use the bathroom. Yeah, all that <laughs> stuff. Right. Right. That, right. 
but uh but yeah I, I was i was fortunate fortunate thank thank god that you know he was he was protecting me because i was uh that That's was crazy. I, I've, I've unfortunately had friends that that have passed during yeah. in, in racing and everything and and I mean, it's it's the it's pretty much the name of the game. Like, it is. Every, it's it's a dangerous sport. We all know it, and uh, and that one that one really had me face to face with uh, with let's say death. In yeah, sense. yeah, for sure, man. It was, it was it was the scariest crash I've ever been involved in, and I've been involved in, in a good amount. <laughs> right. So I mean, and obviously your leather suit did it uh, fabulous. Your gloves didn't come off. Your boots or nothing. Shout out to Envy Racing, Alpine Alpine Star Boots, and uh, and also Bell Helmets. Bell has a concussion protection inside their Race Star. I believe that's the brand that they're called, the Race Star Helmets. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, and and yeah, man. Uh, everybody. So to answer the question, I know everybody's curious. I am conscious the whole entire time. I was conscious the whole entire time, and. Um, Dude, the G-forces on that wall, anybody who's ridden the Daytona, you have G-force coming through there. The G-forces along with sliding at 160, let's say 155, wherever I was, yeah. was insane, uncontrollable. I was trying my best to cross my arms because that's what we, us as they racers tell. were taught yeah. to, 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 you know, close, close hands, cross arms. That way you can avoid breaking any limbs or anything. I was trying my best to cross my arms. I could not. It stuck there like this. And I was just along for the ride at that point. Oh, man. Bro, and yeah, dude, it's it's such a it's a scary crash. It really is. You know, it's 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 a good thing nobody else hit you uh as you were sliding back down to baking, man. That's just bro, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, I that's why that I just the guy that I just passed in the draft. Uh, as I was coming around him, I believe my rear tire, when the bike slipped and, and kicked back to, towards him, I think it hit his uh, his uh, bar guard, one of the mm -hmm. you know the uh, the brake lever guards. Mm -hmm. I think it knocked his off, and then um, he was fortunate not to go down. I know. But then shortly after, he was trying to get off the track and crossing the paint. He went down. He went down as well. So <laughs> fortunately, he didn't get hit by, yeah. the, by my bike in my situation. Because if that if it, if that were the case, I would have been. It would have. Yeah, been it wouldn't have been good. Bad. Yeah, and did it destroy your bike? Was it completely done? Ooh, man, yeah. I mean, uh, it was super close to totaled. I, yeah. I think I think Motor Motor America officials wanted to deem it, uh, uh, you know, just gone yep. like it was done and we were like we just spent twenty thirty thousand dollars on this bike we are not we're getting it back and we're gonna salvage everything we can and sure enough we did we ended up salvaging it we got it back to running running actually the the bike is the bike is for sale we we had to get a, a, a bunch of new parts but the frame actually surprisingly didn't take any damage i think the subframe or or yeah the subframe took most of the damage from yeah. that crash from you know the high side and everything but it is for sale so anybody interested give me a call <laughs> that's right that's right uh so how did all this transform into being a, a rider coach so i actually um back in so that that crash happened in i believe it was 2022 or 23 no it was 22 i raced 23 and finished 14th in that one um 
22 that crash happened uh i was out for a good i want to see it was like a good six months and because of me being out i i had to take leave from work and i mean they they <laughs> they cut me because yeah. of how much time i had to take off and uh and yeah so being cut i already was coaching with south florida mini gp shout out shout out mike Michael shout Garrett. out big yeah, shout yeah, out yeah i tell dude dude i tell everybody on every podcast dude F sfl mini gp is where it's at. where you want to be where you want to be where you want to be but yeah so i was already doing coaching i've, I've had a few experiences over there they, they taught me a few things about you know trying to be effective with coaching and everything and uh and i took that and just marketed it myself as as you can see everybody saw that crash everybody was reaching out to me and at the time obviously funds i was gonna need funds for doctor bills right <laughs> and and the bike trying to restore the bike because at, at that moment in time i was still committed to the the season and the season that i just just described to you winning the overall championship those 600 championships those few superbike championships most of that season was ran on old faithful the honda love it <laughs> but towards the end towards the end we got we got the bike we, we you know with my coaching and everything um i was able to recoup funds in order to get the bike back and running and towards the end of the season the, the r6 got back and we came back strong we came back and and we started, you know, I think we we really started making a push for uh, for some of the superbike stuff because nice. superbike one thousand classes. Because I mean, yeah, it was it was exciting. I, after we got it back, it, it I, I only ridden, and that's another story as well. I mean, I only ridden that the the new R six, the modern R six, the one that I crashed in. Mm -hmm. I only ridden it once before Daytona. So literally wow. the second time on the bike, the second race weekend is when that happened. And it was kind of, you know, unfortunate, fortunate. I mean, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I'm one of those to believe that. So everything happened. And I mean, it was one minor step back for a major comeback as I, as I feel, because I mean, it was again, Daytona brought it out of me. It was, you'd lock in and I knew I had goals for that season my goals were to get those 600 championships as well as the overall championship in pan am and sure enough i was able to make it happen so shout out to tony and, and everybody at, at, at pan am pan american as well uh pan am superbike i you know i'm missing you guys <laughs> at this point unfortunately my racing is, has taken uh i've, I've uh, announced my retirement because of funding reasons yeah. unfortunately <laughs> yeah yeah so but you will still do track days and stuff and obviously you coach right i so still, still, I get still coach coop keeps me sharp let's sharp. just say that coop keeps right me real sharp i have to i have to push to keep up with that little guy at the at the mini tracks I'm, man, oh, man i can't but wait yeah, to come out I, there and route with you guys yeah i'm still i'm still uh I'm still coaching and if anybody requests, I can do, you know, parking, parking lot drills, coaching with the, the, the go-kart tracks as well as big tracks on the 600. I still have my bikes and, and I still have coaching bikes and everything. So if, you know, inquiries, give me a call. We can make something happen. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah. And then obviously your full, your full-time job is you're actually a, a realtor. A realtor. Yes. Yes. I'm over in uh, Miami. 
So anybody you... wanting to buy, sell, invest, anything like that as well, give me a call. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And, and so I, I assume you're just as fast at selling houses as you were on the bike. Oh, man. Dedicate. My dedication is, is all around the board. I, I'm very I'm, <laughs> I'm involved. Let's just say I, I, I was taught growing up that if you do uh, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. So I try I try my best no matter what. So, yeah. To answer your question, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love it. I love it. So, uh, you think you're racing? You ever get back into racing again at all? If, if the uh, circumstances allowed it, yeah. and the, but if I were to get back into racing, it wouldn't be to to be uh, like head honcho, which I mean. Uh, I was trying my best to, to be all of us. Uh, all of us racers got somewhat of a little ego on us to try. You got to. The best. We have, yeah, we have you got to, to. To push for it. But if I get if I get back into racing, uh, I think it'll just be for fun. You know, yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll try to sharpen the youth, let's say, and and put some old school skills to, to use. Youth. Right. Yeah. But but again, you know, uh, chasing Cooper around is. Uh, Probably, I mean, it also helps you, uh, your your mind stay focused and sharp. And yeah, man, that's good, dude. That's awesome. So, coaching is that something you plan on doing just for for the rest of your life? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, because I I, awesome. I love I love the I love racing so much that uh, at this point, uh, my finances and everything. I'm getting older. Family's coming, and you know, uh, I get uh, it. My mindset has has changed a bit. Yep. Um, so racing to, to be the greatest is, is not necessarily what I'm trying to be, but I would love to be a part of like my, my young grasshopper coop. I mean, and you are, out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And, um, and yeah, I just, I, I want to support, uh, the next up and coming American because that's all, that's the, the, the idea that I had for myself was to, to make it to MotoGP. All of us racers have right. that dream to, to become MotoGP, World Superbike or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I'd love to be a part of, of you know, some, some chapter in the next great American riders, you know, his story. Yeah, I, I get it, man. <laughs> I feel the same way on the podcast, right? I, I play a small role in, 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 in your uh career which is which is awesome and to see the growth and, and where everybody goes is super exciting right um so as a coach do you how many riders do you usually take on at one time or do you, are you just like focus on one throughout the season or do you do multiple riders or yeah, I, do, I do i do multiple riders every every so every every situation every scenario every track uh you know differs so i can take on a group if it's at you know the car track. I can take about three people if we're at the big track, but it just it just varies on you know what what the circumstances are. If you're wanting a, a, a an ideal one on one where I really get down to the nitty gritty of everything that you need to uh, improve on and change and get the mindset right, then obviously though that differs from you know, being just helping you as far as riding technique and just riding in general, right? The, the idea of racing, you know, if you're, if you're just a regular track day rider, I can coach you as well. And I'll be teaching you techniques that'll help you on the bike in general, rather than if you're a, a racer, 
the the techniques that I'm gonna teach are gonna be the same, but these are the ones that are specific towards racing, and then there's some that are specific towards just street riding, high awareness, right. so on and so forth. So there's there's uh, I mean, just like I said, give me a call. Let me know what what the deal is. Let let me know what you're looking for, and I, I can absolutely mold to whatever you guys are needing. That's awesome, man. That's and then uh, we got Pat Sheridan. He said he calls you a baller because you is a baller, right? <laughs> and then my man Rick Glover is the one I seen it popped up because I was gonna pull up the video on the um of your crash. He he, he said, uh, Google Chris Miranda Daytona. It's famous, absolutely <laughs> right. Um, uh, and then Paul McKee, what is up? He says, right on, Christian. Get us another Moto GP champ. Good stuff, uh, and then Rick, that'll dude, be my dream. That's that's my new dream, though. <laughs> I know, right? That's everybody. Rick, Rick says, let that dog outside. I know. I can't believe my son has not let everybody hears my dog. <laughs> just keeps, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so you're going to continue to work with Coop. You, do you have any other riders lined up on your schedule as far as coaching right now? Not, not at the moment. Not at the moment. I had a few that I was working with previously. Um, but circumstances, yeah. economy, and all that you yeah. can say it's it's tough, it's tough times for everybody, and I think everybody feels it. But yeah. but yeah, so I like I said, I, I'm not specific to one rider. I I can mold, and I've worked with kids as little as four or five years old, that and then as old as as you know in the. Let's let's just call them veteran riders, <laughs> you know, right? Right? Yeah, you know that uh, Rick Rick Glover again, dude. I love Rick, dude. He's so awesome. He says I can say that Chris has the unique talent of working with young and old riders. It is his gift. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, That's Rick. <laughs> yeah, and I can't wait to come down there and, and hang out with all you fellas and, and get beat up on the track, which is fine <laughs> with me. It, it's still going to be a whole lot of fun. Old dudes, Pat Sheridan says, yeah, we should all do a little old dude uh, race, right? I'd still get beat for sure. Um, bro, yeah, dude, this is awesome, Chris. Dude, what a journey, dude. What a career you've had, right? Yeah, dude, I, I know you You feel uh, – um, you, you don't have any regrets, right? L looking back at all, you just like you're satisfied with it? Yeah. You got I'm, to I'm be satisfied. I'm yeah. satisfied with my journey. I, I did. I, at least I'm content with everything that I did. I did my best. I stayed focused. I, I hired, like I had my, you know, dieting. I had my, my physique. I was training at the very least four days a week at yep. the very least. And, you know, when it came to Daytona 200, that's an even longer race. And it was, it was just about like five to six days a week. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't regret anything. And I, I, I'm really appreciative to everybody who uh, supported my run as a professional motorcycle racer. Guys, those that got me to Moto America, I appreciate you guys so much. Um, everybody who's, who helped me and who at least attempted to help me. Because, I, I, again, we understand how life is. And, and it's sometimes you want to help, but you're not in the position to help. Yeah. But even sometimes just coming over and, and just a compliment that 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 goes a long way. So, I mean, again, just appreciate everybody who considers themselves a fan. And I don't consider any anybody who knows me, who's ever spoken to me as a fan. I just consider them as a friend. Yep. And I, I just appreciate everybody. And and I appreciate you for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. I, oh, I no problem. Talking. 
I love talking about racing. Uh, and you, we know it because after this, we'll get on a call for another hour. I know, right? It's just bullshit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> listen, dude, you know what would be cool too, man? If you have some time, dude, why don't you come on here and be a co-host with me some? Oh man, dude! dude you know that yeah, that'd be cool. We'll, we'll, we'll schedule it. We'll schedule. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I will. Realtor, realtor schedule is kind of crazy, but I know. We'll, I know. We'll, we'll work something out. I'd love to be a co-host on, on some of some of the podcasts. Yeah, man, absolutely. It'd be an honor to have you on. What I'll do is when we get off here, I'll, I'll shoot you uh, my schedule uh, for the next. Because I'm booked out. I'm filling in for May now. Um, yeah. so I, I'll send you my schedule and you can just be like, Hey, I want it on this one. And okay, boom, there it is. It's done. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. I'm just trying to do it different, right? I'm trying to find other ideas to, to just make the podcast different and unique, you know, than anybody else's. And, and another thing I've been juggling around too, is like when people watch, uh, like Pat Sheridan or whoever, like, Hey, if you want to jump in, I can send you the link and they can jump in and ask like a live question. Right. And then you can answer the question and then we can move on to, to the next person. Right. Yeah, that, that would also sweet. be cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah, or like yeah. a, li a live line or a call line. Just yeah. have them, have them shoot you a voicemail or whatever and, and listen to it or whatever. Uh, a shoot, shoot me a text, shoot me a direct text, whatever it is. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that would be sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be cool too. But look, man, I want to get into what Chris does away from all the motorcycles and the realtor stuff, right? So uh, favorite music, Chris? Oof. That's a hard one. I, I, I dabble in a lot, actually. I know, me so too. I like, I like me. Uh, I like, I've been listening to a lot of country right now. Uh, I do like rap. I'm from Miami. Yeah, you know? right. Who gotta, don't like gotta rap? Gotta have a little bit of that. Everybody uh, likes rap. Yeah, I, li I like EDM. I like, uh, I like house. I like, I like it all, dude. I, I actually, I'm, a, I'm, I'm also partial Hispanic as well. So, you I know? mean, I listen to Spanish. I do too. Music. I, I mean, uh, so yeah, and my girlfriend, my girlfriend's Brazilian, so she uh, she speaks Portuguese. I'm listening to a little bit of Portuguese rap as well. So I mean, I dabble in a lot. I dabble in a lot. So. I do. It's funny because I listen to Mexican music too, like just straight Spanish, and everybody workers like, "What the fuck are you listening to?" I was like, "Bro, this shit jams." You kidding this me right now? Thing. Yeah, this is it, bro. Yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> hilarious, dude. I listen to everything too. So if you was to pull up your phone right now, what song would you be? listening to seven summers by uh morgan wallen nice that's, dude that's the, the go-to right now <laughs> morgan wallen's awesome man he's he, dude he morgan wallen luke combs my top my, my top right now <laughs> yeah i like I, I like both them I, I listen to country too and uh yeah it's uh good stuff man so what what, what are your favorite movies Oof. i'm a big fan of uh like the like the the wholehearted sports when uh when it's like the underdog i love those movies because I, I i relate to it i mean i'm, yeah. I'm just a just a, a, a kid from miami gardens who had a dream becoming a moto gp specialist and a moto gp racer and all of that and and i mean i went for it and so i always root for the underdog so i i love i love stories so like one of my top ones i i like the most is a uh, real steel that's the the robot boxing movie yeah I really like that one. That was a that was always a, a, a favorite. A go to, yeah. I man, one of my favorite movies, man, is Top Gun. Love Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah, That's such a good, good movie, man. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, there's. A, but other than that, I, it's all MotoGP and uh, like you got faster and fastest and the doctor in Texas tornado, the Kentucky kid, the Isle of Man, TT dude, a documentaries, all that. Those are my. Oh uh, man, I love the Rossi documentaries, dude. Yeah, oh, they're good. Man. 
I know. <laughs> See, I actually got my my fan club t shirt on. Yeah, it's actually the fan. Me, me and my boy joined the fan club, so yeah, we're a bunch of nerds, right? But it's all <laughs> good, brother, man. It's all so. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Oof. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get some hate on this, but I, I don't. I've never actually watched either of them. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. It's okay. I, Star Wars for I, sure. I, so yeah, I think so. If I had to choose, it, it would be Star Wars then. Nice. Wars, Good answer. I wouldn't have to end the video right now if you said Star Trek. But okay, yeah. bye, bam. You're all right. <laughs> We're done now. I'm just playing. Rick Glover again says Chris and I have spent several hours in the car on the road listening to all kinds of music. I bet, man. <laughs> road tripping's fun, man. You know, I tell everybody it's not the destination to get there, it's, it's actually the journey getting there, right? Uh, 100%. Um, yeah, you got to. Uh, be self-aware dude i love doing that man just looking out the window driving just taking it all in right it's good stuff man I feel, there's there's a family guy meme that uh that that really sticks to me as uh as peter peter griffin is crying in in the car and he's parked inside the garage i think <laughs> And then literally right after the song ends, uh, uh, like a, a happy one comes on, and then he's just like so happy. That's literally me. Like my my, I can uh, I feel like music really touches my soul, and, and yeah. that's one thing that me and Rick spoke about to to Coop is like to to have a hype song, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, that that Gran Turismo movie we spoke on it a little bit about uh, with with Coop's yeah. with Coop's podcast is um is. That, that he's listening to smooth jazz or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. he, that's his sort of hype music. It calms him down and that's what puts him in the mood to race and do good. I've always had, so my, my hype music, I'll give, I'll give a, a one is a hero by skillet. Yep. That one gets me going monster by skillet. Like, I, I, and again, I'd listen to a lot of music. I do too, man. I do <laughs> I, I, and a lot of people give me a hard time for listening to Frank Sinatra. They're like, what is that? I was like, bro, that's Frank oh, Sinatra, bro. Frank Sinatra is that dude, son. <laughs> you crazy. That's, that's pure talent. Like, dude, this bro. isn't auto tune. This isn't mm -hmm. none of that. That's pure, like him singing. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I love, I love me. Oh man. <laughs> me some music too. It's, it's, it's good stuff. Dude. So do you read books? Cause I'm an audio book listener. Uh, honestly, other than the Bible. No. Okay. I'm reading. I, I'm, I'm reading the bible right now and I've, I've, i guess you can consider that a few books right so. right right right, right. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm into that oh man i'm gonna turn you on to a couple books man because audio books are awesome i love them dude of course i listen to uh, pretty much any road racer that has an auto audio book out there i got and i've listened to it right one really good one dude is john hopkins bro you've got to bro yeah. the, the hopper yeah. book bro because he holds nothing back he talks about the drug addiction the alcohol the Dude, nothing. It's it's a real story. It, it's a raw, and that's story. what I a real story, right? That's what I that's love. Tough. It's it's really good. And another one I just got done. Daniel Shoemaker, a good buddy of mine, which everybody knows he co-hosts on here some too, is um uh, uh Matthew McConaughey Greenlight. That was a really good one too, man. Um, all positive. Another one is David Goggins. He has two books out. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Who who? Who isn't a Goggins fan? Bro, <laughs> David Goggins is where it's at, right? Uh, he he won't never stop. It's, uh, yeah, man, it's good stuff. So what's your favorite food, Chris? I'm a, oh, so specific, it would be a fettuccine Alfredo with 
chicken. That, that was always my go-to when with uh, race weekends. Yeah, have a nice, nice plate of pasta uh, just before the the race, and that gives you enough, uh, gets you fueled. Yeah, She's properly fueled. So that, that you, was always my favorite. Dude, I love. So uh, before I ask you this other question, did you have any uh, like rituals? before like put uh before you went out on track like obviously listen to a certain song that puts you in that mindset left yep. boot on before yep. the right boot favorite underwear blah 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 i never i never had not, nothing like that i did have so back when i started my dad was was really uh really specific with saying that smooth is fast mm -hmm. so uh i had i always had a sticker on my triple clamp that said, uh, stay calm, be smooth. And I actually, I, I, I kept that. I, that's a, a ritual, uh, a bit of a ritual. And then every time I rode out, I would say a, a, a small prayer as I was coasting, I'd, you know, pull the clutch in, I'd yeah. do a, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. And, you know, and, you know, so, so the battle. Holy Spirit is taking, is, 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 is washing over me, you know? So that, that, those were my, those were mine's as a as a rider the go-to mindset yeah it's everybody has their own little uh thing that they do before they go out you know it's yep. good stuff man so fed it so going back to do, do you cook do you, do you like to cook because i love to cook uh no i'm not i'm not no I'm not, he's like oh i'm not fancy with it if i need to i can and fettuccine alfredo is just about where i cap off that's that's about as best as i can get but 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 okay okay on that level chris are you actually making your own fettuccine alfredo or are you just jar sauce and it heating no, it up no, no, jar jar of sauce uh, I'm not man, that that's bad. not man that's not cooking that's heating shit up dude you that's heat up that. the water you heat up the sauce yeah you might cook <laughs> the chicken some, a little salt a little pepper i'm good <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love it dude this good stuff man good did you uh, are you into tattoos do you have any tattoos no no, no i've never i i I've, I've considered uh getting i've i've, con I've thought of one and somebody can actually snatch this idea from me yeah I, I know everybody uh who rides or a lot of people who ride and have a tattoo have the the foot tattoo that has the uh you know one neutral i was i thought of doing it backwards doing a gp shift yep. so instead of instead of it being one down five up it's it's one up five one down. up five down so i've never seen it i've never seen it done before but i i, I considered it but i don't think I'll, I'll be i don't think i'll ever get a tattoo i'll ever get a tattoo i just yeah. don't see myself with one <laughs> yeah i have several man i like tattoos me and my wife both so yeah it's uh... which was your favorite uh man so uh probably yeah, my marcos i think you showed you got us a valet you have a valet tie yeah well i got this marco simicelli one and then Oof. i got i got uh yeah i got a valentina rossi one on my back i got a ducati nice. one um so yeah it's uh I, i'd say the the, the the simicelli um i don't know man it, it, it's just something about it it's like really soothing um it's just it, it, it's kind of hard to explain but yeah, yeah. i think on, on that in, in that one man that, that one that's his his scenario and it being rossi slightly like kind of involved in the whole thing was was like everybody it was the world went silent bro dude think about the mental game that you know because rossi and simicelli were like 
brothers basically right and then dude the mental side i know it destroyed him but dude he still come back and won you know that that just shows how mentally strong valentina was and edwards too of course right yeah yeah. um but that's yeah again that's just unfortunate part of racing right it's it it sucks dude it really does but yeah so uh what is your favorite racetrack i want to see my favorite racetrack to, to actually run, I think, is Jennings. I'd be I, that's that's like my favorite. Jennings, Jennings, always, you know, just puts a smile on your face. Uh, it's right. Just, it's like it's a good time out there, and and it's all about connecting the dots. And I always, I, I love that that system that they have out there. So if any any of those who don't know uh, Jennings, they have a uh, red dots posted in just about every corner. So the dot system is every time you go through a corner, you're supposed to be driving to that dot. Once you get to the dot, you turn in. These are all of your, your like turn-in points and, and all of that. And the dot system really helps you tie the whole track together because it is kind of uh, tight and technical. So I, I, I love Jennings. Jennings is, is one of my top. That's awesome. So uh, Celebrity Crush. Oh, man. Girlfriend is going to whack me upside the head if she hears that. <laughs> uh, dang. I guess we'll go with, with a, a safe choice of Margot Robbie. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, dude, she's, yeah, Margot Robbie's absolutely right. Yeah, good stuff. So uh, who's your favorite MotoGP rider? Ooh, like like of all time and, and today. And current, yes. Currently, I am. I'm, man, dang! It might be both. I'm a big Marquez fan, and I think we. I think we touched this again on Coos podcast a little bit about a little you know, bit. Marquez. Marquez, you know, everybody didn't like him when when he was you know young and full of testosterone. Let's say and you know throwing it in on everybody, and he had to do what he had to do in order to make you know win the race. Absolutely. Uh, but everybody tends to forget about you know how how Rossi was back in the day as well because he had to do the same thing. He's a killer. Everybody yeah. Everything. Yep. Everybody goes through that. So I'm I'm a big fan of Marquez. And I always, I always liked his riding style as well. I was always uh, just like watching him ride. Uh, that's my that's my next goal. Just my personal life goal is to go watch uh, MotoGP in person. Whether it's at Coda or my favorite track on the MotoGP calendar is Valencia. So that Valencia, was, oh, so, what a track! So yeah, so for all time, probably Marquez. But my current, I'm pushing for. Uh, George Jorge Martin. Jorge Martin. I'm, I'm really pushing for him because he he gave it a real shot last year. I, I think he's gonna come out swinging this year. Yeah, I like I, I like Jorge Martin too. He's a, he, he's like a little pit bull, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you, you didn't have a 500 rider back in the 500 Grand Prix era. Oof. That, I think that was just. I was just out of my age group. I think that's right because you was born in 2000. That's right. Okay. So, okay. okay. Uh, Man, five hundred though. I mean, I, I mean, it's uh, Rossi is a safe choice. Rossi yeah, is just a, a safe choice. But, Listen, I, I I tell everybody, man. You know, it's a long debate. Who's the greatest of all time? Giacomo, Giacomo Agostini, of course, has got all the records. You know, uh, yeah. Rossi's second. But what, what sets Rossi apart, to me, in my opinion, than than anybody else's, 
he made MotoGP where it is today, right? His charisma, what he brought to the table, all the fans, the viewers, it's insane, right? Not only that is he went from uh, 125 two strokes, 252 strokes, 502 strokes, one in all those classes. They went to the four strokes, right? So his riding style changed, right? And then they went to the 800s, right? So he had to change his riding style again, then back to the 1000s, then the aerodynamics and dragging elbows and all this shit, right? Uh, that he's yeah. done. And then at the end of his career, he was still going faster than he's ever gone before, right? It's just that as you get older, you get slower, right? Unless there the is, there, improvement isn't as big. As it, it's, it's not. It's big. not. <laughs> um, and and it's like, uh, except for if you're Jeremy McWilliams, let's just be honest, right? This guy's out here, sixty-five, just murdering it in the Indian, right? It's, but that's awesome to see. It it really is. And and Rick Rick Cooper says Mick doing right. Listen, Ooh. he Mick doing to me, he was Mick doing was one of the most rawest killer uh, of a rider. It will instinct what i mean by that is he didn't really have a whole lot of friends he really didn't talk shit he just whooped your ass on the track right and that injury in 92 when they fused both his legs together and he come back with i mean it was retarded it was like eight weeks or 12 weeks or some shit like that oh okay it probably wasn't that short of a time but it was pretty short and then dude to do what he did and come back and win it was yeah, of course. He he he's up there. But McDoin didn't bring to the sport what Rossi did. Like he didn't he didn't grow 500 Grand Prix the way Rossi grew. You know, legitimately had to change his riding style about six times in his whole entire career. Like, yeah, it's 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 astounding. And he and he's still molding. He's molding like the champion right now. Peko Bagnaia is his rider. Yep, it is. Riders, so he's still molding the, the the racing. So yeah, Rossi is is definitely like the gold in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I go just touching back on Marquez real quick. I think if Marquez really wants to cement his, and I, I've said this before, is uh, of course he's already going to be a legend. I mean, he's just he's a fucking legend, right? But in order to, I think, be that next step of legend status, is he's got to win on a different manufacturer. I always said that, right? And now, um, he's got an opportunity now. He's got a great <laughs> opportunity to do it, man. You know, this is going to be a very exciting, um, MotoGP season, dude. Not just MotoGP, dude. Moto America, dude. We got dude 600 Super Sport is fucking stacked, son. God bless yeah. it, dude. It's retarded, you know. And then BSB, man. BSB, you know, everybody knows I'm a huge British Superbike fan. Yeah, B fan. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for World Superbike, too. Bro, yeah, Ray, Ray on the Yamaha, that, I Bro, never top rack that. on the BM. Yeah, yeah I know, man, right? Man. It's gonna be insane. It is, it's gonna be good. It's, it's so. Let me ask you this question, Chris. Uh, if you could have any bike in the world and race in any category, what bike would it be? What category would it be? And who would be your teammate? Oh, that is a ooh, that's a good one. All right. I think. Uh, OK. All right. So this is this is like the world, like in, in the world, anything you could be in world Superbike, BSB, wherever you want. I think. Oh. I honestly, I think. Oh, all right, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to make it. It's it, the three three categories. So, for Moto America, I would have loved to have been uh, racing. I think. I think the the Ducati would have been sick to be on. 
I think racing the super sport, the V2 with, I, I, I'm a, I've really, so a good friend of mine is a, a Jake Lewis, Jake Lewis. So I, I feel like having him as a, as a teammate there, uh, world Superbike, I would love to be on the, yeah, uh, not Yamaha, sorry. The, the Beamer, I would probably pick the Beamer cause I've ridden the Beamer, the Kawasaki and all, all just, just about every, the Yamaha as well, all the 1000s and, and, uh, and I, I really got along with the Beamer. And in that one, I, I would love uh, SDK, Sean Dylan Kelly, to be my teammate in that one. Nice. And uh, if it were MotoGP, I would probably want to ride the KTM. And actually, the rider on the KTM is Jack Miller. I'd love for Jack Miller to be my teammate on, on that. Miller time. You know it's a party down under, yeah. right? Yeah, dude. I'm a Miller fan. I'm a Bender fan too, man. It's So uh, let me ask you this. Who do you think is the most underrated rider in, in Moto America? In Moto America? Yeah. In all categories. I want to say I'm going to I'm going to say under underrated in Moto America in, in any class or in, mm-hmm. in cuz you want me to go by class. I, I can mean, try. <laughs> I mean, you uh, could just man. do Superbike. Let's just do so Superbike. Make it easy. Superbike. Superbike, I think the un- underrated was at least last year was PJ PJ Jacobson, I think his riding ability is is really high, yeah. and I think he would have had uh, some more time, and you know, uh, better gel with with let's say the you know the Tyler Cycles team. Um, I think I think he could have been uh, up there. I mean, obviously, Cam Bobier came and you know first season on the bike started first out the gate just won. I mean, I'm a big Cam. Bobby fan as well, but and but you know Cam is is expected, and I think uh, where, when it comes unexpected is is riders like uh, PJ Jacobson and uh, and Cam Peterson as well. Cam Peterson is 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 a bit underrated because you look at at times and and the records and everything. Uh, Jake Gagne is always going to have that one extra year ahead of him, but based off of the times. Cam Peterson was was up there as well, so I, I'd I'd have to say PJ and Cam were probably probably up there. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, oh it's... man, oh, and, and if and, and another guy, and this guy is humble as ever is Matthew Skultz. I dude, think Skultzies. I think I love Skultzies. Oh man, dude, he's, he's such awesome. a good guy, man. He's yes. such a good guy, man. Man, I hope I hope I hope he's going to be in Moto. I'm sure he's going to be in Moto America, right? Um, I, I sure hope so, and I, I yeah. sure I sure hope because his his talent. Hey, he's 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 one heck of a rider on the dirt on the street. I mean, he's just one talented rider, and and then again is is like outside of the track, you have his personality. His personality is just is just amazing. He is one great person. Just you can tell he wants to help you. He'll answer any questions you got, <laughs> and and some of them are supposed to be private as far as you know superbike teams go. Let's say so. He's just one one heck of a rider. So as far as my favorite rider, he's the uh, Matthew Skoltz in, in in Moto America for sure. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I, I like Skoltz's man. I, man, you know I'm such. It's it's man. It, it's it's uh, hard for me to. Man, I, I'm a fan, I'm such a fan of the sport. So obviously, I was a diehard Nikki Hayden, Valentina Ross fan, and Sim Michelli, of course. You know, uh, two of them ain't here anymore, and one of them's 
retired. Of course, he's racing cars. But after that, man, it was hard for me to be like, oh, man, I'm such a diehard fan. Like, I got to buy hats and shirts and jackets and all this shit, right, that, that goes along with it. I found myself where I just, I just, I love everybody. I'm a fan of this sport so much that, uh, yeah, I'll go. But if I was to go to MotoGP like I go to, you should come to Texas with me because I'm going in April. Um, That's my goal. Yeah, dude, let's go, dude, let's go. I'm going, dude, for real. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try to make it. I, try. I, uh, man, when, when I, last year, of course, I brought some Brad Bender and some Jack Miller. Um, I got a badass uh, gas gas T-shirt and her soft cell jacket because it looks good, man. It looks so good, right? Uh, the following year, I got the Aprilia shirt and the Aprilia jacket, man, because it is a, it's still one of the best looking jackets. It's yeah. so good. That's gotta be. Um, yeah, so I just, man, I, I buy, I just, whatever, right? If I see it and it looks good now, I'm like, I'm copping that right there. I'm That's definitely that. getting that, right? But uh, <laughs> if if I'm going to buy anybody's merch, man, I, man, it's hard, man. I, Obviously, I'd like to support uh, people that I know personally that that's actually racing versus people that I don't know personally that that's actually racing. I don't care what class it is. So it would be any of my mates, Luke, Luke Power in World Super Sport. I mean, Levi Batty, Rossi Moore, Yondell Mendia, you name it, Isaac Woodworth, Glover, right? Yeah, Cooper Glover, dude, all of them. I'd rather give I'd rather buy their T-shirts and their hats and contribute to them than, you know filling up somebody else's pocket but of course if it's a sick ass jack miller hat or a bender i'm yeah i'm on my copy but you're gonna get it <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so dude obviously you keep up with racing right so you watch moto gp and World now Super. more than ever <laughs> yeah, i bet right uh who do you think the most underrated rider in moto gp is moto gp oh moto gp i think i think the most underrated is probably brad bender I want to say Brad Bender is uh, is showing a lot of uh, progress with him and his team, his riding. I think uh, I think if it weren't for Ducati being such an amazing bike, <laughs> uh, that that he would be fighting for a championship. Bender, dude, Bender's a beast. So Rick Glover says, I think Rossi has given more back to the sport than any other rider. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And then Rick hits. What, what is up, Rick? He says, Matt is awesome. I'll never forget when he shot me in the neck playing paintball at New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> that is good stuff. So who who do you got for the championship in MotoGP this year? This year? Yep. Oof. Ah, oh, that's a hard one, man. It's, 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 uh, I'm ruined for Marquez, honestly, because I, I, like you said, mentioning him becoming that next level of winning a championship. I kind of want, um, kind of want him to win it, but I, it's also hard to go against Peko. Peko, man, he is, he's, he gets the job done. He gets he the job done, and it's consistency that that really, mm-hmm. you know, that wins you championships rather than speed. So I think I think my my view is that Marquez was riding on such a the such a limit with the Honda that I think now he's going to be able to take that step back and be a more consistent rider because the bike is just that much better. So I think Marquez I think Marquez has a really good shot at it. Yeah, plus you know the, the 
man, there's so much that goes into it. It's not sometimes it's not just such a simple answer, right? Even though we'd like to make it as simple as it can be, because you got yeah. dude, how he gels with the team actually in the atmosphere, right? But also he he's on the opposite side of the garage he's never been on, but he don't have to test and develop nothing, right? So it's like it he, he's just in a different spot, right? And I think it's actually gonna benefit him yeah. because he could focus yeah. on him and really what he's doing besides you know, because you could tell the downfall with Honda when he was at Honda. You, you've clearly seen it. You've seen it in the videos. You've seen it the way he rode. You've seen it in the interviews. I mean, it was – yeah, I called it. I was like, he's leaving. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> he's leaving. Everybody's like, no, he's not leaving. As, I'm like, oh, he's gone. As the rumors came out on the forums, yeah, I'm like, like, oh, yeah. yeah he's, he's gone. gone. <laughs> he's out, baby. Same thing. I think Jorge Martin, uh, I don't think he's going to be with Ducati in 2025. I think that uh, – um, he's going to be one of the first riders to actually jump ship. Right. And also speaking on real quick about world Superbike, man, I'm really excited to see my man, the maniac, Andrea Iannone back in world, you know? Yes, dude. And he's fast, man. He was like fifth. And he's on a Ducati. He's on a strong bike. I think Oof. it's going to be such a dicey. Dude, it's season. dude. It's going to be such proper mega race season, dude. It is. And it's like, I, man, you know, that whole thing with him getting banned for four years, man, that's such a harsh, like, Listen, people make mistakes, right? Dude, you got to give people a chance. I did not agree with that decision. And they made it even worse because he went, he tried to fight it, right? It's like, yeah, you ruin people's lives yeah. playing that game, yeah. you know? It's yeah. it's just crazy. But I'm so glad he's back, dude. It's going to be, man, racing in 2024 in all classes and all categories is going to be just, <laughs> bro. So, uh, so, so uh, who, who you think is going to take World Superbike, the champ? So you got Marquez oh, and MotoGP. Who's uh, a world superbike? Well, superbike. My pick's got to be Top Rack. I think Top Rack's uh, the way he. If I think he he figured out. So you think Top Rack on straight up on the BMW first year he's coming out doing it? I think. I think yeah. I think so because uh, I think him as a rider. And if you if you watch any of his like uh, outside of of like just regular interviews and any of his content or anything like that, you can kind of you can tell that he is he's an intellectual. So he knows what the bike and why the bike is able to do what he wants it to do. And that type of mindset going right into, you know, uh, a pretty, a pretty good team and on a strong bike. I think all he was, I think uh, all he was missing was power. And now that he has the power, I also personally feel that that the the BMWs and I, I the one that I rode was was out, let's call it outdated 2018. But those those bikes, it's a miss. Their chassis is insane. So yeah. I can only imagine what the world superbikes is is gotta be. <laughs> so who's the top three then? You got top rack number one. Top rack number one. Um, I think uh, Bautista. It's gonna be a close. It's gonna be a dogfight to the end, but I think, uh, I think Top Rack's gonna want it more, and he's gonna risk more for it. Uh, and then I think, I think, uh, I think, I'm gonna go with a wild card. You might, you might, might may or may not agree, but uh, Agator for third. Yep. Yep. Agator is a sleeper, and if you want to ask the question, sleeper in. In World Superbike, yeah, I I think Agater, yeah, he's a sleeper for sure. He's fast, man. You know who I want to see win the World Superbike title? My man Scott Redding. Oof. Uh, yeah. I want to see Scott Redding win, dude. I was so happy when he went out there to BSB and mopped it up. I was like, dude, yeah, he can. 
Scott can ride, bro. I mean, yeah, absolutely ride. But yeah, I think everybody, uh, everybody forgets that. <laughs> everybody says like, oh, you know, why is he so far back and whatever? You guys forget what type of level it is, man. <laughs> facts, man. It's 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 crazy, man. It is, dude. So uh, Moto America, man, who you got in Superbikes and Moto America for the champ this year? And, you know, I, I, I haven't I, I haven't heard anything or seen anything about uh, about Cam being, uh, being JD Beach teammate JD Beach or well JD oh, Beach is on Tyler's they they announced that yep JD Beach is on Tyler's which I haven't heard anything directly I mean uh, as far as Cam but I'm almost positive he's going to be with Tyler's too I, I hope I hope so. so if if that is the case then I yeah my my pick would be Cam Cam Peterson for first uh, Jake. Jake Gagne, I, I want to say he's going to be a third, and I think the sleeper is going to be J.D. Beach. J.D. Beach is one class rider. Yes, he is. And an all-around rider. Flat yep. track and, like, uh, the whole night. Motocross, so all think, that good stuff. Yeah, I think uh, he was. He actually came to, uh, he came to Homestead uh, testing on the Titler's bike. And when we when I saw that, I mean that that definitely raised some some. Of course, yeah, 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 and yeah, then, yeah. So it's uh, Cam Bobier and, and JD on the Tylers. It, it should, yeah. It should be. So I, yeah, I think my my top three would be one uh, Cam Bobier, two would be a. Oof. It's hard to choose between Jay Gagne and, and and JD Beach because I again I I think JD Beach is going to come out and and come out swinging along with. Uh, Ken Bobier's data to back it as far as you know him being on the team. Of course, I think, I think it might be a Tyler Cycles one too. That's gonna be I'm I'm gonna go out out on the limb. <laughs> Listen, man, I, it's uh, I tell everybody this, uh, and Paul McKee said, "Hey, oh, number twenty nine, absolutely, man. I'm really excited to see what my man the Maniac's gonna do." And yeah. I actually got a sign, uh, Andre Anoni poster right here uh, when, when he was, was on it. Suzuki. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, man, but you know, I always say this, Chris, it's as far as Gagne goes, right, dude, he's so in tune that whole team, bro. It is so hard to beat that type of package, right? He might, let's say, even if Cam's not the fastest, but, uh, uh, Gagne, it's, it's still so hard to beat him because of that package he's got. He knows, dude, the team knows exactly where he wants his traction control to kick in on every corner and all, you know, this whole chess board, blah, 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 that goes into it, right? But it's when you have a situation like that, that's why he's been, you know, successful. That's why uh, Bobier was so successful back before he went to Moto2, right? That's why, you know, Rossi was so successful. That's why Marquez was so successful first at Honda is that, that team belief, the, the atmosphere, it's, it, if you, if one little thing is wrong out of there, it throws a whole monkey wrench in your whole program and it shows on, on track. So when you have that, it's so hard to beat, man. I, it's hard to call, man. It it really is. I mean, it's oh my god, it's so stacked. It's like, yeah, <sighs> oh, man, dude, uh, bro. Yeah, the, I'll tell you what the the one uh, the the rider I'm most excited to see is obviously my my good friend Sean Dylan Kelly. I'm excited SDK. to see what him and and his team can can do. Uh, He's on a BMW. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see what what uh, what they can pull out because 
I don't know if uh, if they got you know data or anything. What 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 do they have? Like you know, uh, the only thing that's been announced is that they they're you know riding a BMW and he's back. Yeah. Is back right. in, yeah, he's back in the U.S. and he's riding a BMW. That's it. <laughs> uh, Rick Glover actually has a question. I assume it's it's for both of us, but he says I'm curious on your thoughts on MA Supersport for 2024. I think it's going to be hard to go against PJ. PJ Jacobson is is riding the V2, correct? Yep. On the Ray Hall alongside yeah, Ray Hall. Kayla Yakov. Oh. Okay. That dang, man. Okay, I've been slipping on 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 the updates on Moto America. Yeah, guys. man. So you dude, we got dude, listen, dude, we got Torin Collins, we got uh Jared Torin Collins going to ride race the season, the full season this Yeah, time? yeah, dude, he he's with Altus. It, it's it's on Altus. It's Torn, Jared and um Oh my god, Jake Lewis. Um oh, and then yeah. you got PJ yeah. and Caleb on Ray Hall. You got um Blake Davis moving up from the Twins to Super Sport. Um, dude, it's it's dude, Super Sport is stacked. You got Corey Alexander. <laughs> Holy crap, that's stacked, bro! It's stacked, dude. Even more. Oh, boy, I mean, I'm the list I'm goes not, on. I'm not having to deal with that group, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, it's it's oh, Super Sport has the most stacked class this year, man. As far as the winners gonna go, man, it's it's you know, it's it's oh my god, dude, you got it, it, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's, you got Tyler Scott. I it's mean, hard. Got, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to pick a top three. It is. It really is. Um, yeah. I, I, I just. I. I do think that that PJ is going to be the one to 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 uh, to, to, to run to run yeah. away with it, honestly, because PJ coming right off of uh, of a superbike super two two clear two clean superbike seasons on a BMW to jump on the V two. Not even you know, like let's say an R six or anything. Yeah, he's right. jumping on like the one of the the, the best bikes to be on in yeah. the super sport on a team with who's also being <laughs> who's got Ben Speedy's backing. Like, oh man, yeah, I, I think uh, that he's yeah, that's that's also another one of my top favorite riders. Ben Speeds. Ben Speeds is probably one of my favorite Americans to make it to MotoGP. Oh yeah, dude. So along yeah. with Nicky Hayden, of course. Nicky Hayden is always the goat, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. Ben, Ben was awesome. You know, I'll never forget the 2009 World Superbike season when he just fucking dominated, man. I mean, it was that's one of the best seasons, right? And then, yeah, man, dude. Uh, God, dude, it's so hard. I mean, Super Sports so stacked. You know, you're right. PJ is going to be there. I think once Kayla gets adapted to it, she's going to be up there. I mean, there you got. Dude, you got my man Torin. You got my man Jared. You got, dude. I'm I'm friends with so so many of these guys, dude. It's like I I I want to see everybody win, right? But obviously that's not the case. But I cheer yeah. for every single every single person. It's right? so exci- it's so exciting to watch. It is. It's it really so is, man. Um, it, you know, and then Junior Cup, you know, stacked. I mean, I got a bunch of friends again in that race in Junior Cup, you know, and I still haven't heard where my man uh Levy Batty's going to be at this year. I don't know if he's going to be in Junior Cup. Um, I, uh, Andrew Way, he's going to be there in Junior Cup. Uh, Isaac, my man, Isaac's going to be there. Yandel Medea is going to be there. Uh, Max Van's moving up to the Twins class, which is, he's my dude too, right? Max Van's gonna, uh, he's yeah. gonna do really good in the Twins class. You got Dominique Doyle, man. You got, dude, the list goes on and on and on. It's uh, I'm, ba- yeah. I'm basically covering all the all the sleepers in my mind of every class, but I think the sleeper is going to be Isaac Woodward. 
Isaac Woodworth, if, if if he can just get a couple consistent finishes, I think he can he can mess around and do what what our our other South Florida Mini GP dude did last year, dude. Freaking Avery done done Avery the lap slayer swinging. Yes, and I think I think Isaac has been and I've seen Isaac like at work. <laughs> let's say he's been working, and uh, and I'm excited to see how he does this season. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry, not 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 the Twins Cup. Vax fan is jumping straight to Supersport. Thanks, Rick, for 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 <laughs> correcting me on that. So yeah, dude, stack, dude. Max Van's a, a friend of mine, dude. dude. Yeah, <laughs> bro, it's dude. Super sports is the most stacked class in Moto America for sure. Hundred hands down this year. I, we, I think it. I think it's finally taking uh, uh, that that uh, U-turn back to where it, what it was supposed to be and what it's always been up until just a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, up until up until a few years ago, a few years ago, the super sport class was that that stepping stone for super bike mm -hmm. so and for a long time there it's always like such a stacked class because everybody knows that if you want a shot at a super bike ride you got to do something in this class and if you do something here if you win a championship here or you're you're battling and, and you're in that that point then that's when you know okay this guy is somebody to look at you know what that's I mean? right now you're, you're right you know and then uh uh this year is just going to be proper mega in in racing. I mean, um, it's it's dude, we've gone we've gone on an hour and a half. Dude. I like that's crazy, bro. Like, I told you, feel like it. I know dude, that's what I love about podcasts, man. It's like we get in here, we just start talking, and next thing you know, it's like boom, it's an hour and a half gone. <laughs> um, yeah, and then of course, big shout out to Mallory Dobbs for making it the FIM Women's Championship. That oh, is yeah, awesome. What's up, that's buddy? Sweet. Going to Nana's house or huh? Tonight? Are we going to Nana? I don't know. I haven't talked to Nana. Mom wanted to know. Okay, well, just just uh, just tell Mama I'll call her as, as soon as I get done with the podcast. Tell her probably not. I'd rather just stay home and cook. All right. All right. Um. Uh, thanks for turning off my light, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. But listen, you're right. Isaac Woodworth, man. He, he's a good buddy of mine. Um, his his dad, Curtis, too. Big shout out to him, dude. They're yeah. freaking awesome. And then uh, so uh, he says, Isaac, Isaac has all the skills. Also, watch out for Matt Chaplin Jr. Cup. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. It's it's it 2024 is such a great year, you know. It's and I haven't even heard where my man Rossi Moore's going. I mean, there's still a lot of movement going on, so nothing's final yet. So it's really kind of hard to uh what you call free agents, right? <laughs> man, and, and out to, there. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 to actually call it, man, it's hard, you know. I want to see actually, you know, once they get down to start testing and, and all that good stuff, but there's Moto America stacked, dude. They're all stacked. World Super Sport, World Super Bike, Moto GP, BSB, man. It's it it's insane. It really is. But listen, Chris, dude, I enjoyed this, man. Listen, look, let's do this again. We'll definitely have have a part two and uh, have you on here as a coach too as well. This is awesome, man. Um, I'm I'm I, we're gonna end this here in a few, so I can go out here and I got to call my mom and my wife and all <laughs> that good stuff. So, uh, listen, Chris. Yeah, why don't you tell all the viewers where they can find you, uh, where they can follow you and, and inquire about your coaching and all that, and buying and selling houses and yeah, all absolutely. that good stuff. Absolutely. So you can reach out to me, Chris underscore M413 on Instagram, Chris Miranda on Facebook, C-R-I-S, 
Miranda like the right if you've ever been told that one hopefully not <laughs> and uh and then yeah you can reach out to me my phone number i am 786-487-7811 give me a give me a shout uh, i'm open to talk about racing or coaching or uh, real estate give me a call <laughs> right yeah, that's good, man. That's good stuff. You guys reach out to him. You heard him, man. Yeah, and, and actually, before I get off here, you know, I, I got to give uh, my my little spill. So, man, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time talking today. The Clothing King pot. I mean, the Clothing Kings are, man, good mate of mine. Uh, they make all our merch. Pendergast merch. They make my man Luke Hedger's merch. They make a bunch of my uh, – Jake Marsh, his merch. Sweet dude. hat you got on that you gotta you gotta send me, man. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I I I get one coming to you. But yeah, you get you guys can actually go on his website uh and get on there and uh yeah, order anything you want from uh Pendagash. You can get hats, beanies, jackets, sweatshirts, all that. Uh, I'm actually gonna get on there and order my own stuff, right? <laughs> How awesome is that? <laughs> get on there and order my own stuff. But yeah, it's good stuff, man. And big shout out to uh Jake Marsh and Peter Marsh. Uh, I, I I need to make a list down and, and start giving a, a bunch of shout outs, man. Um, uh, there, there's a bunch of my BSB guys that actually have clubs, right? Like Jake's got club 45. Uh, my man, um, Finn Whedon's got a club. I mean, dude, Max Hardy, uh, Luke Mosey, Luke Hedger, dude, all these guys have got a club, right? Where you can sign up and me, me and uh, Juju actually talked about this and he actually started a Juju club, right? Club 40, which is awesome. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's awesome, man. Peter Marsh, what is up, my man? He says, pin the gas is the future, mate. You, I, dude, I can't, I can't express. I love these guys so much. They are so proper and I can't wait to go back out there in 2025 and hang out with them. Jessica, thank you so much. Love the podcast. You are, I love you too. You are awesome. Dude, wouldn't that be, dude, that'd be awesome. Pin the gas race team one day. That would be Dude, that would be, oh uh, yeah, yeah, right. I Proper like mega that. on that one. I like that. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, big shout out to to everybody that always loves and support us, man. That always watches and gives feedback, man. I couldn't do it. It's an honor. Thank you guys so much. It really means the world to me. I'm sure you guys are probably sick of me saying it, but I'm gonna continue to say it anyway. You guys are just awesome, mega. It's it's such an honor to be able to do this and and feel all the love and, and the energy and it's uh there there's nothing like it so thank you guys so much and uh, yeah I hope you guys' Sundays enjoyable and, and Mondays even better and uh, yeah I will see I got a podcast Tuesday and Thursday Friday Saturday and Sunday I think this week coming up so yeah 2024 has been starting off to to be a busy year man it's it's crazy but anyway thank you guys so much for joining Pin the Gas listen. Uh, do me a favor, go sign up for Club 45, Jake Marsh. Um, reach out to Chris Miranda, any riding coach. Uh, big shout out to my man, Michael Carrera and SFL Mini GP. Simply the best in the business. Rick Glover and Cooper, Jillian Carrera, man, all these guys. Max Van, everybody. Jeff Servin, Chef Eats, everybody. I love all you guys. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. All right, hang on one second. <laughs>